Everyone, welcome to the show. I have a very special guest today. You guys will probably remember him and recognize him. I have David Wheeler here. He is the co-founder of Muckrakers. He is um, considered to be the person responsible for ridding us of Madison Cawthorn and uh, and making our lives a lot better <laughs> in Congress. Still a lot of work to be done, so that's why I have David back today. Welcome, David. Happy to be here. And just one small correction, the voters were the ones that got rid of Cawthorn, but we helped uh, convince enough voters to. That it, that is true. But yeah, yeah, you you did your work and <laughs> you you yep. helped to illuminate the issues with with Cawthorn. Um, so I, as you know, I wanted to have you back today because there's some updates uh, in regard to your lawsuit with Lauren Boebert. Um, for maybe people who are tuning into this for the first time who don't know the backstory, can you give just like a quick summation of how we got here, how this whole thing started, the impetus and everything? Sure thing. Well, shortly after we uh, had success against Cawthorn, remember Madison Cawthorn was uh, very popular in the district when we start started to make him on in May of 2021, he was in the 60 and 70 percent uh, approval ratings. And so uh, Mo Davis and I, who ran against um, Cawthorn for Congress, um, we, we decided to take a take what we had left over for our, from our own campaigns and, and put it up against Cawthorn. We had exposed some weakness that hadn't been uh, exploited campaign. So, mm -hmm. um, and Cawthorn only won by about 1,400 votes. And we got uh, more than 3,000 Democrats to change from uh, Democratic uh, registration to unaffiliated so they could take the Republican ballot. So we had a strategy. We implemented it. We feel like we were part of the team that got rid of him. And we immediately identified that uh, Lauren Boebert was, uh, they could be brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of characteristics, very similar. And so we uh, took on Boebert when she was riding high as well and came within 548 votes of uh, beating her. And again, a great candidate. And we do have a great candidate again out there, Adam Frisch in uh, Colorado. And, uh, there, you know, we built, we were part of a coalition that went after her the first time. Mm -hmm. However, we were the only kind of outside pack that was really focused on her. And, and this time around, there's a lot more folks that are uh, focused on getting rid of her. But uh, it was not it was not a difficult decision to uh, target Bobert, uh, primarily mm -hmm. because of similarities with Cawthorn. Right. And you had, uh, over the course of the past couple of years, you had uncovered some uh, unseemly information about her uh, that, <laughs> again, illuminated the voters, let them know she maybe is not the person that she proclaims to be. Her, her, her past is a little checkered, let's say. Um, you had people reach out to you, correct, to 
give you information about her past? Yeah, again, <clears throat> our uh, American Muckrakers um, has always been one of the hallmarks of what we do is we focus on fact. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time we get tips through a tip line or through Twitter IM or uh, phone call or email. And if they're substantive, we can dig dig a little bit deeper and um, you'd be surprised what what people will tell you um, because Lauren Bober has made a lot of enemies with the way she leads her life, the way she runs her business, the way she politics. And uh, so we've been fortunate that uh, many former staff that worked for her, either at the restaurant or on her campaigns, um, and former friends um, mm-hmm. have come forth with, you know, pretty unbelievable information like Matthew. Um, right. And, uh, right. And for those who don't know, the allegations are that she's had multiple abortions, that she uh, worked uh, as a paid escort, correct? Correct. And allegedly. Again, this is all, uh, we have to couch it in terms of allegedly just because we have a lawsuit pending and uh, she's defamed me and um, she's obviously presumed guilty until proven guilty, but um, (laughs) nobody trusts her and she's a liar. But uh, yeah, we uncovered that. uh, And again, these are sources. Source gives us the information. Mm -hmm. We confirm it. And uh, and then we run with it. And a source, a woman named Cindy O'Brien, who's from Newcastle, Colorado. Um, and I uh, had some discussions back and forth, and in text messages, IM messages, uh, uh, phone calls, which were some recorded, some weren't, and then mm-hmm. meetings in person. She detailed her information about over having two abortions in, in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, and another one in uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And we found her credible and uh, had several other sources that uh, confirmed that. And uh, and then Cindy was also the source behind the paid escort uh, information. And, uh, you know, the story there is, is quite remarkable in that uh, Cindy is an architect by trade, and she had a furniture staging business that rich folks in uh, Aspen would hire her uh, to come in and stage an event uh, in their home and bring in furniture and catering, uh, uh, you know, essentially set up a house for a large gap. Right. Because your home, you know, most people's homes aren't, even the rich and wealthy aren't set up for a fundraising event of 100 so she would come in and mm-hmm. add all the accoutrements around that and she told us very in-depth how she went over and uh it was at leslie wexner's home in um aspen uh-huh. um and it was a fundraiser uh with ted cruz as the main guest and in saunters lauren bobert on the arm of one of uh, I think it was one of the Koch brothers that uh, had hired her for the evening to come in and be her escort. And, and again, we've not alleged anything beyond escort. 
have any information right. that she was a prostitute. We'd never called her a prostitute. The only time prostitutes ever entered uh, my experience with Lauren Bobert was when her lawyer sent us a letter uh, claiming that we had called her a prostitute. And we never have, never will, because we don't have that information. If we find out she's a prostitute, mm -hmm. we'll be the first ones to put it out. But, right, because uh, a paid escort can just be someone who is, you know, showing up for a date with someone doesn't. Well, right. And doesn't and mean listen, that they're taking part in any kind of sexual activity. No. And, and you know, two things on that front. Number one, it's legal in Colorado. If you're a registered, there are ca some counties that require you to register mm -hmm. as a escort. Uh, Pitkin County is not one of them. We're asking this. Uh, you can be a legal paid escort. Uh, and secondly, uh, you know, even if she was, you know, being paid for sex, we, we obviously don't make any judgment about that. It's just our pure right. hypocrisy. And uh, right, just like with the abortions. I mean, no one on correct. the left would, you know, necessarily judge her for having an abortion. That is her right. It's her body. But to present Again, yourself as this. Yeah moral Christian who refuses to allow other people to live their lives as they wish. That's right. the issue. That's the issue for us. And it's the hypocrisy of uh, being part of the, uh, you know, moral police in Colorado. Or at least mm -hmm. Party of family values. Party of family values. <laughs> she advertises it on her congressional website. She's a member of I think, two of the right wing um, family oriented caucuses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything that we've learned from Cindy and, and other folks is just completely contrary to that. And it's it also follows a pattern, uh, Gina, that, mm -hmm. you know, this isn't just an isolated two instance, eight escort deal, a couple of abortions and, and, you know, meth use. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern here of of our life. And again, we don't make any judgment. Mm -hmm. We're just making sure the voters know about it. Right. I'm well, and we all into... saw we all saw what happened to Beetlejuice. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's a continuation <laughs> yeah. of the pattern. And we'll let voters make the decision or the judgment. We don't judge. We haven't judged her. We've actually never put out any statement that said this is wrong or whatever. But I think the fact that she tries to hide it, you know, even in the Beetlejuice situation, we were the first people to put that out, by the way. It was our screw. Mm -hmm. uh, Denver Post came out about 90 minutes after, and they'd been working on it, but um, we had enough information to break it. But, um, you know, the, th the thing about that, she denied it. Uh, you know, she denied yeah. that she had been vaping. And then, oh, yeah, I guess I was vaping, but I don't remember. Well, why don't you just own up to the fact that you yeah. did this? I made a mistake. I was on a first date. I was having a great time. I got lost in the moment. Instead, it's lie after lie after lie. Yeah. And well, and how do you forget you were vaping when a woman behind you is repeatedly asking you to stop because she's pregnant <laughs> and and you get nasty with her and say shitty things to her? Mm -hmm. Not something you forget. That's right. And and it's always some listen, it's with these people, it's always somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. It's always the other fucker that got in my way or got in yeah. the way. When it's them that instigate this stuff. And it was, same thing with Cawthorn. Everything was always somebody else's fault. 
yeah. or it's the left wing media or left wing activists making up things. Well, actually, right. no, it's true. And it's your own activity. And you can't blame this one on somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So to sum up, you bring up all this information, you put it out there into the media, and then she gets upset. She threatened to sue you, correct? And well, this is all June Fox of, News. June, and Yeah, exactly. June, two, June um, 2022, June 15th. Well, we put it out on the 15th. She responds on the 16th by going on Sean Hannity's radio show uh, on a 10-minute rant. Uh, and listen, this is politics. In her defense uh, against our uh, defamation, it has, has been essentially this is the First Amendment issue that should be uh, resolved by the voters or in politics and people can make up their own mind. Except, and, and, and I would agree with that, except she went on multiple shows with some of the largest audiences in the country. And it wasn't like she just said it once or twice or maybe three times, you know, that's politics. She just went on and on and on. She went on Sean Hannity's show, the most listened to radio show in the country, 30 million people a week. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Hannity's TV show, the most 10 million people a night watched that stupid uh, newscast. Right. And she went on Tommy Loren's show, one of the most highly watched shows as well. And then she went on Mike Huckabee's uh Trinity Broadcast Network, and then it was in all the newspapers in Washington, the Washington Times, the Washington Examiner, Epoch Times, uh, Epoch mm -hmm. Times, whatever it is, uh, and on and on and on. Then it gets repeated and repeated. We ran a LexisNexis search, and there were 45 unique stories uh, in the month of July of 2020. Wow. Um, across the country where this the original story had been repeated and that doesn't include the millions of people that saw it on Hannity and uh, Hannity Radio and Hannity TV mm -hmm. so listen you, you know beat me up a little bit sure we're in the politics but when you go on and on and on and say that David Wheeler knew that his story about us was a lie and repeated it anyway and then mm -hmm. changed his story later on because a source told him, quote, it's all made up. Well, first of all, how in the fuck would she know whether I am, uh, what, how would she know what I know? Right. She and doesn't you know. have written evidence. I mean, I looked, it's for anybody material. who's watching this, it's on yeah. your website. It's on the Muckrakers website. You have all of the messages that you've received mm -hmm. from these people. And it's all entered into the court record, too. I mean, you know, it's one thing, and that's one thing she does. She will say one thing publicly, but when it comes time to enter something into the record that has to be attested to or or otherwise put in front of a judge, she says something else. So, mm -hmm. for example, we uh, use the words very carefully. Again, we talked earlier, uh, paid escort, not prostitute, because right. they're two, diff two different words, two different things. Mm -hmm. We used uh, illegal drug use, not drug addict. She, mm -hmm. Two different things. And then we we um, very careful about, 
you know, other words that we used uh, in the lawsuit. Well, her responses in the lawsuit um, are very interesting. She, she filed an affidavit with her answer. And you're right, this is all available at AmericanMuckRakers.com slash information. Everything's there, um, all, you know, all the filings and all okay. the exhibits. But her affidavit said, um, number one, that uh, she's never been a prostitute. Well, we never said she was a prostitute. Right. But she didn't say, Gina, she didn't say, I've never been paid an escort. Mm-hmm. Or I've never been an escort. Why would if you weren't? Why would you? Why would you use the one word that doesn't pay an escort? Right. And then yeah. secondly, she never said that she never used illegal drugs. She just said, "I am not a drug addict." Well, that doesn't really answer the question. Does that. It? Right. <laughs> yeah. And and on and on. She 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 uses words that she wants to put out versus mm-hmm. what we've accused her of. And I just find it very, very interesting um, that that's her tactic because I feel like it'd be a lot easier to say, I'm not a prostitute. I don't use illegal drugs unless mm-hmm. you are uh, a paid escort and you have used illegal drugs. So. Right. right. So you have now filed, or some time ago, you filed a defamation lawsuit against her, and that has been making its way through the court. So um, I know you just had a hearing at the end of last week. Can you tell us right. anything about how that went, where things stand right now, and then also mm-hmm. what is the disposition of potentially suing Fox News as well? Sure. So... Uh... In, uh, I think it was early December of 2022, we filed in North Carolina and Judge Fallon heard it late. Well, we had a hearing December, we filed in November. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge ruled on it and said, listen, you, uh, this needs to Colorado for venue and, and jurisdiction. Um, he, he didn't dismiss it outright. Didn't dismiss right. it based upon the merits which was one of their requests so we removed it to federal court in denver filed in may found an attorney that was willing to work with us a guy named dan ernst who's got a phd and uh as an attorney and teaches first amendment law mm-hmm. um anyway dan took the case and we have been uh we got their her answer in uh, august i think it was and then our response to her answer was filed uh, two weeks ago, and then we had a hearing last Friday. So anyway, the the uh, is in, in federal court with uh, a brand new magistrate judge who is extremely um, has a very good reputation in Colorado, uh, has immigrant parents from Uruguay and uh, one of the islands. Uh, and uh, she's fairly new in her job, but man, she came out uh, very prepared, had some great questions, clearly had read the readings and understood the case and, mm-hmm. and gave uh, defense, uh, uh, defendants, attorney, lots of good questions, tough questions. Some he answered, some he couldn't. And then did uh, the same thing to Dan Ernst, who again, um, 
you know, is pretty learned in in uh, First Amendment law and, and didn't have answers, to be honest with you, to all of her questions. So she had great questions. Uh, we couldn't really glean which way she was leaning, and, and I think that's uh, de rigueur for federal court. Um, mm-hmm. On to, to where they're headed, but there were two things that came out of the hearing. Number one, the defense of Obert's people had asked to stay all of uh, all the discovery, and the judge uh, ruled that out. Oh, good. Uh, or denied it um, for procedural reasons. It really you couldn't really call that a win for us, but it was a win because we could have probably found a route to. Uh, Agree to that. So, how and long does se- she have? How how long does she have to start turning over discovery items? Well, it's not necessarily her; it's more third parties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which we'll I'll talk about that in a second. But the other thing that I thought was a semi victory was she's going to allow us to amend our complaint. And again, it's it's normal procedure, so we're not you know jumping up and down saying you know it was a major strategic win, except. If there was a reason, she would she could have told us no. You can't amend the complaint, so we're going to amend the mm-hmm. complaint, pare it down to be very specific, um, based upon kind of the information we've been receiving so far. Plus, we're in the next ten days. Hopefully, we'll do some discovery. Uh, we have to have uh, uh, well two weeks first day. So, uh, and then obviously, over attorneys will get a chance to respond to our motion to this or our uh, amended complaint. Okay. But we found those two things as victorious. And then um, in our motion uh, or in our response to her motion to dismiss, we also included a subpoena that um, she didn't rule on, but she said it was, it would be covered under discovery. So we had to move forward. So in that discovery uh, or that, Subpoena is for Fox, Fox News, um, multiple people's emails mentioned mm. Lauren Bober, David Mueller. So we're, you know, we're hoping they can expedite that and get some of them back to us. And if not, we may have, you know, grounds at least delaying our complaint. Okay. So, you so, so, I mean, it wasn't, you're it asking was a for a subpoena hearing. for documents from Fox. Yeah, documents, emails, anything okay. mentioned. Keywords, David Wheeler, Lauren Bobert. Okay. Between executives, between Rupert Murdoch and, you know, the Murdoch family and mm-hmm. Susan uh, Scott is the mm-hmm. CEO and John Hannity and a bunch of the producers that, you know, you remember, well, you may remember, Gina, but, you know, your viewers may not, but at the time when she, went on Hannity's show, radio show, they didn't contact me. give me a chance to typically. Mm-hmm. But then the TV show that night, they were going to replay portions of her radio show on, uh, on Hannity's show, and the producer reached out to me mm-hmm. um, because he'd gotten a letter from the lawyer for her, her lawyer threatening action against me before I got it. Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, first of all, I don't know what letter you're talking. About. He said, oh well, I'll send it to you. Well, 
a minute later, I got it over his lawyer. But the significance to me was um, they um, they sent it to sent it to them first, but then they wouldn't allow me to be on the show at all mm. to respond. And they like they used one word out of my written response. So. And you and that, requested and that numerous times. Yeah, and that's then. a conspiracy. And it was it was multiple newspapers. It was multiple um, shows because we went to every single one. Tommy Lauren and and I knew I know Mike Huckabee. I mean, for, we worked on a when he ran for president. I was producing healthcare association. Mm. Sarah and, and Mike came to one of our events, uh, the Huckabees. And, you know, they're certainly not close friends, and I don't identify with the politics. Right. I mean, I met with Huckabee in his governor's office in Little Rock with his daughter. And so there was, a you know, at least an acquaintance relationship. Right. And I couldn't get a response from him to go on his show. He went on that show and promoting her, her book, but also ripping on, ripping on me left and right and repeating again mm -hmm. and again that I knew what I was putting out with lies and I put it out in and that's the basis of our lawsuit really mm -hmm. um, and and I yeah, think we flooded will... the airwaves with allegations about you and alleging that you have lied and and defamed her but then no one has allowed you the platform to respond to any of this that's correct. And I believe there was conspiracy on her part and her staff uh, to exclude me, put him on. Uh, I asked to go on with her mutual times. I mean, can you imagine the rate, the ratings? I mean, not that I'm, I've got a face for radio, but the two of, two of us on a show together yeah. having a chance to duke it out um, yeah. about accusations. Well, it's obvious why they wouldn't put them on because they all knew that some of what uh, she was denying was probably true. And secondly, uh, that she's an idiot and <laughs> wouldn't have an argument anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, her working with those news folks to keep me off their shows um, is, part of, is part of why we're suing. Yeah, because I didn't get a chance to, to do that in those conspiracy to keep me out of the, off those shows okay. so and harm and, and ultimately obviously harm my reputation and then which ultimately led to less donations and right. this is my source of income i mean i run this pack and i've got three kids and a single father so you know it's not like yeah. this was just play money we were messing around with here and and i was you know having a ball taking shots at her i mean i was, took this job very seriously and i would never publish anything wasn't true and anybody that knows me um knows that's true and she took my livelihood away as well as my reputation wow. we had a 92 percent drop in fundraising immediately after her accusations and part of it was gina that she said she was going to go after our donors uh. you know so it was a concerted effort to mm -hmm. to intimidate uh, and to intimidate me yeah. to keep me off the air to keep our fundraising down and to scare away our, our donors and 
she won that round, but we're going to win this next round and she's going to pay for a pick to me. Oh, good. And have you tried to reach out to other news organizations to try to get your side of the story out? Like, have you reached out to mainstream media mm -hmm. at all? MSNBC, CNN, or? You know, um, we have. Uh, they're willing to run the salacious parts of it. You know, Dan Dale, who I used to have respect for, I participated in a review of our information mm -hmm. at the time. And he ran a, you know, a fact check against us. And I knew it was going to be pretty. Some of, we got, it was, we got a date wrong. It was 2020, not, or it was 2019, not 2020 on her drunk driving, drunk ATV accident. Mm -hmm. We got the year wrong. Okay, and he, he rightfully put pointed that out. You remember there were two pictures of her, one on a bed and another one with a goofy hairdo. Um, and one of those pictures, uh, again, our source to this day says it's her. Well, we took it down because we got some pushback that maybe it wasn't her. And, and we just said, fine, the story's not really the two pictures. It's... Right. The fact that she was a paid escort on uh, multiple sites, um, which is true. And, and the more we, the longer this goes, the more we learn because we've, we have, uh, we originally had pictures of her on Sugar Daddy. Well, we've now got other pictures of her on other sites, mm. um, Sugar Daddy sites and uh, escort sites. I was going to ask you that. Have you continued to receive information about her since all of this started? Well, yeah. I mean, again, we broke the story on the Beetlejuice episode. Right. Um, and her experience at uh, the theater there. We, uh, again, have, we were able to subpoena uh, Sugar Daddy Meats, and they provided us uh, with... Um, screenshots of the original account where Lauren appears with her mother as well as the IP address that it was from Silk, Colorado where her mother lives. So mm -hmm. we believe it's an original posting with her and her mother on Sugar Daddy Meats. Well, she said all along, I've never been on a website. I don't know anything about Sugar Daddy websites. Well, horseshit, here you are with your mother on a Sugar Daddy website. Um, and so we, we think there are others out there and we're in the process of subpoenaing some of these other sugar daddy websites. Oh, okay. I, I just have the sense there's even more to this story mm -hmm. that we're going to uncover. And I'm not saying this to be salacious or um, dramatic, but I just get the sense the more, the deeper we get into this, mm -hmm. the more there is to it. And, and I think we're going to get some very hard evidence. I, I just, I have the sense we're going to get some very hard evidence that she was on other. Mm. I got a, and I am on TikTok from somebody that was a paid escort at the same time she was um, in Colorado, mm. um, who subsequently met her later on. And she says she was on a, on a site called backpages.com. Mm -hmm. um, that was shut down by the FBI for uh, illegal activity, but it's all sitting on archive, you know, web.archive.com. 
or oh, okay. the, uh, Wayback Machine. So we're in the process of looking at all these old websites, pulling up all the profiles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just certain that we're going to come across more information. Okay. Well, you have to keep us posted on that. And then I remember last time you were on, you said that you had had some communication with her estranged husband, Jason. Uh, have you spoken with him at all or had any kind of communication with him since then? No, other than he and I texted back and forth about her uh, Beetlejuice incident. And mm-hmm. uh, anything sure. you can share that he. <laughs> well, I just shared a funny meme that he said was funny, but um, it really isn't that funny. Um, but nothing of any substance. You know? mm. I think Jason's trying to maintain his relationship with her so he can have time with the kids. Mm. Um, as far as I can tell, doesn't even have a lawyer for the divorce. But Oh, wow. Uh, so I think he's trying to maintain a decent relationship with the kids. Mm. But that's all speculation. I don't have any information. I know the uh, Mail Online uh, reporter, Laura Collins, did, uh, had some I think had a phone conversation with him and a little bit more about that and this guy. Hmm. Okay. In the Beetlejuice episode with Lauren. Yeah. He's the boob squeezer. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if anyone had told me that this is where we would be in politics, you know, 10 years ago, (laughs) even Eight years ago, I would have said, no way. There, there would be no way someone would survive in politics after things like this coming out. I'm not sure she's going to. I mean, I... I but I mean, the party hasn't tried to kick her out or condemn yeah. her in any way, you know? It, there, there was a time when they That's had true. ethics, yeah. when they had morals. Yeah, well, if she was a Democrat, she would have been out a long time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, those days are long gone. And, and I think, you know, there's a lot of hand-wringing about the Al Franken situation even today. Yeah. I mean, I think people are regretful that ha- that happened to Senator Franken. And, and I couldn't agree more that, uh, you know, uh, I think there the line has moved up on what yeah. is – what is, a, uh, even in our party, Democratic Party, what is uh, the reason to condemn, ask them to leave the party? But, yeah, on the other side, they don't care, but, you know. Now the, the Overton the window would... has shifted on what's acceptable and what isn't, and it's it's frightening how quickly it has devolved. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Although, I, I, again, uh, in defense of my party, uh, I do think that line is a lot clearer than it used to be. Um, yeah, you know, but then you things. look at it and, you know, there used to be a time when people felt shame and would leave. But now you've got Menendez right. on the Democratic side who's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, and but he, the leadership has condemned him at least. And there's been no leadership. Condemnation yeah. of any of these other knuckleheads, but you know, I think uh, I think Lauren Boebert's days are numbered, and you know, Adam Fresh 
uh, who's her challenger is a great guy. And I encourage everybody that's listening to this to uh, you know, support him in any way you can, even if it's just posting good things about him online or right. checking him out and, and uh, reminding people that there is a sane Democrat uh, running in that race. Um, yeah. And then, you know, any support people can send our way at American Breakers. Appreciate it because we're right now, we're solely focused on getting rid of Lauren Boebert. And listen, this has become a pers personal mission of mine. It's not an obsession that will have any, uh, you know, personal vendetta really other than to accuse me of, of uh, uh, trying to threaten her um, and trying to uh, ruin her family life. But, um, you know, which is a lot, you know, you just consider the <laughs> I, I think she and her husband do a good enough job of that on their own. <laughs> yeah. Well, she accused me of she, when I shook her hand, she accused me of that. That was a threatening behavior towards her and threatened oh, her. And she put it in a TRO. Remember she, she tried to get a TRO and, and she had a preliminary restraining order based upon the fact that I shook her hand at her. And it was on wow. tape. The judge never saw it, but and they never served me. And it was never. God, I didn't know um, she was such a, a little snowflake and and so terrified of everything. I thought she was so irony, tough with her gun on her hip all the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And the irony was, <laughs> there were five deputy sheriffs next to her, and her husband, who you know is six five uh, and you know three hundred pounds. Oh, there was no way it was a threat to her. She just think in her own little conniving way one of the messages kind of cope. I she also said that I because I posted pictures of a a street sign with the name Silt on it, that I was invading her privacy and and because I posted a picture of her family, um, which was on the which was of the book cover or the cover of her book. She, that that was um, threatening her. Wait, she has a book? She has a book. Oh, God. I, I, I bought it off online. For, <laughs> is it a, uh, is it from a picture Goodwill. book? <laughs> yeah, practically. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, here it is. I actually have it. Here. I, whenever <sighs> I need to go to sleep, I, I have it. But anyway, she's got, you know, she took, they took the picture and here she is with her family. Well, she said that I was, exploiting her children or something because I put that picture out and I'm sure I had some uh, nasty caption <laughs> on it, but that, that was somehow threatening her family. Oh my God. And then her lawyer in court actually last week said that I took pictures and posted pictures of her home online. Just thinking about what, first of all, I didn't do and I wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, who gives a flying fuck because you can go on to a Zillow.com and get pictures of her home or go to, Google yeah. Earth and get pictures of her home from the air. So, um, but you know, they're trying to paint this picture that I'm some crazy guy that's obsessed with her. Mm. One thing I'm obsessed with is getting Adam Frisch. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the world without Lauren Boebert's nonsense. Uh, and, and the people yeah. of Colorado, that's the most important thing is they need a representative. You know, the, the, the mass of this district, more than half of Colorado. Oh, and wow water and land use and uh development and, and 
broadband are the you know big issues out there, and they don't have anybody down on the table working on that. And Adam will, and 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 I've I've met Adam a couple of times, and deep respect for him and his family, and and Adam Frisch is no Lauren Bobert, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, I did hear after our last interview, I had a few people comment, of course, had a lot of people comment, and it was a very popular video, but um, I had someone from Colorado mention that they had spoken with several people after the election, the midterm, and Mm -hmm. a lot of them had never even unbelievably didn't know anything about Lauren Boebert. Right. So, you know, it's really just a matter of waking people up, getting them to tune in and, and pay attention uh, because, you know, she, like you said, she lost by, or she won by such a small amount of votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 500, yeah. f- just 500 and something people. <laughs> 46. Yeah. <sighs> and it was a, and it was a recount and, and uh, had they, uh, Colorado has a very fair, uh, redistricting process it's open it's transparent it's not run by the legislature but they chopped out one county that had i think a piece of telluride or one of those skiing communities uh-huh. i can't remember in the north northern part of uh, colorado had they not chopped out that piece of the district at a one because it was mm. his uh the predecessor in that uh campaign in 2020 i think had a plurality of about 3000 votes oh wow so adam would have won by 2500 votes oh boy at a recall or thereabouts uh, but yeah. he's got a great campaign he's out fundraising her um you know he is a better candidate at this time he you know we all make mistakes when we do something for the first time and mm-hmm. um he didn't make any serious ones but no, he's he's been running ever since he lost. He raised yeah. three point million in the last quarter, and she raised. Wow! So he's doing something right. He's she working raised hard. How much? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. I think it was three point two or three point six million. That I think three point ra- two million. That she, she only raised, raised or he 000. raised? She he. Oh, okay. How how much has she raised? Do you know? Well, in that same same period uh 800,000 oh wow so she she outraised her you know almost four to one yeah which is great and that's an indicator of you know we didn't have that support last time we were really the only organization that was there were a couple other in Colorado but the only outside order Mm -hmm. and we did a lot more than just pound on her we were doing radio and, and some digital mm-hmm. uh, focused tar- targeted digital get out the vote efforts right well this, this sounds like all good news like it's moving in the right direction um how long would fox have to respond to these subpoenas that you've that you're asking for well i, I assume we assume they're going to fight them they will file a uh uh, a quash, they'll try and quash them and then mm-hmm. we'll have to go that'll have to go in front of the judge and be brief we're assuming that uh, the bread and butter of this case won't start until next year, where mm-hmm. we 
assuming she doesn't dismiss it, um, which I hope she doesn't. Um, Did the judge give you any idea of when she might be making a decision on that? Well, she has to wait for our amended complaint since we're amending the complaint. And then uh, once we amend that uh, and then they, uh, Gobert's lawyers provide a response and it would be right for her to make a decision one way or another. Okay. And, And when do you think you'll be submitting that amended complaint? I think they're, uh, well, our amended complaints do a week from Thursday, then they get three weeks to respond. There may be another week or so. So, you know, I would say probably around before Christmas, we should hear something from the judge. Okay. Maybe before that. She did mention during the hearing that she wanted to expedite this because it involved an election or it involved politics. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I know they don't she like understood to do that she stuff wanted too to close to an election. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. she recognized that this was needed to get resolved sooner than later. Right. Okay, so before Christmas, you'll you'll know if the case is moving forward or if or if it's going to get tossed. Right, and uh, you know that will that assumes we don't appeal it. I mean, we we may appeal it depending upon how she rules. Mm-hmm. Um, we think we're going to survive the motion. Okay. Good. The amended complaint we're about to. Okay. Well, this, this sounds positive. Sounds like you've got a good judge there. So definitely keep this. Yeah, you know, it's loop. federal court. It's a different world than kind of state court or local yeah. court. If judges are the best and the brightest in our country. Yes, goodness. Right. For the most, for the most part. Except. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's a few that, <laughs> that have been handling the January 6 cases where I would that's true. I would beg to differ a little bit, but <laughs> that's probably true. My uh, actually, my roommate from college was, is a uh, federal magistrate mm. judge in Northwest Iowa. Oh, and okay. uh, he was as Republican as day day is long, but he got appointed by Obama. So oh. every time I communicate with him, I. I'm the Obama appointed judge. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. uh, well, it was really good to get this update. I'm excited to hear about the, you know, forward motion on all of this and we'll hope for the best. But yeah, everybody head to American Muckrakers. Is it .org or .com? Either or dot com is okay, the primary know, site, but it redirects. Yeah. Okay. AmericanMuckRakers.com uh, is the place to go. And, and Gina, I'd recommend that you uh, try and get out of Frisha. I think you'd be a good guest. Your listeners would uh, understand that a little bit more about this race and why we want to beat Bobert. Because yeah. Adam's such a strong candidate and such a, a terrific person that I think uh, try and get him on your show. Yeah, yeah. If, I mean, if you have a, a way to reach him, I would, I would. Yeah, love I'll to have you. him on. I'll help you with that. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Cool. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, definitely let us know uh, of any any news that comes up, any new developments. Uh, but hopefully, it's a, a good Christmas. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. You never know. You never know what's going to happen next. But I think the next uh, 
the next news we'll probably make is that Fox is going to try and quash our subpoenas and mm-hmm. we'll have to go in front of this judge and get them in here. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's hope uh, Bobert keeps making a jackass out of herself. Yeah, the more she does. I mean, I, if you, you know, you one barometer that I think is pretty accurate in some of these rural smaller district or smaller town districts is you, know, you look at the letters to the editor by the local folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that number is the number of letters against domestically. A lot of them are. I used to be a Republican or I am a Republican and I gave her the benefit of the doubt twice, but I'm done. Ah, wow. Well, and that's so that, good I mean, obviously doesn't speak for everybody that she's still got a good base of support, but yeah, you know, it's going to be those one and twos in each town that, that fall off that are going to be the reason she loses. Yeah. Well, and it's not like she's peeling off Democrats in her favor, right? <laughs> no, mean- <laughs> she, she doesn't understand the politics. Addition. I mean, you know, pol- yeah. uh, politics is all about, uh, addition and adding voters mm-hmm. to the la- from the last time around, and she's done nothing, yeah. none of that. I think. Yeah, you're not going to see any letters to the editor from a Democrat saying, "You know, I was a Democrat, but Lauren right. Bobert has won me over." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her, I think there'll be a lot Beetlejuice of <laughs> show that she. Put I think on. there'll be a lot of ticket splitting <laughs> by those folks in this this part of Colorado where they vote for Trump and for Adam. Yeah. Fresh. So, yeah, but Colorado still be solid Biden. So that will. Yeah, yeah, great state, beautiful state. Oh, it's an amazing place. Love I think I I would be living there uh, if I wasn't in Carolina. Yeah. And the yeah. politics, the, the blueness of Colorado's entrenched at this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was great to see you again, David. Great to hear all the updates. I look forward to more. And um, yeah, definitely get get me in touch with Adam. I'd love to have him on. Well, uh, I can't guarantee anything, but I'll certainly make the intro. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. That would be great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I'm, I'm glad to come on anytime. Thanks for the invite, Gina.